Welcome to season two of The Retail Tea Break. My name is Melissa Moore, founder of The Retail Advisor. As a consultant, mentor, trainer and lecturer, I enable retailers and makers to reach their potential through sales growth and excellence in customer experience. I'm also your host of The Retail Tea Break. Each week, I'll be joined by industry experts, retailers and makers to decode the myths, share stories and their insights into this industry of ours. So if you enjoy listening to The Retail Tea Break, subscribe to the podcast and share it with others in the industry too. So sit back, grab that cup of tea and listen in. Welcome to The Retail Tea Break. Today, I'm joined by a lady who, along with her family, runs several successful physical and online stores from right here in the west of Ireland. Having been in business nearly 100 years, they became known during the pandemic for literally going the extra mile by personally delivering shoes to customers to try on and buy on their very doorsteps. Tracy Phillips from Phillips Menswear and Phillips Shoes, welcome to the Retail Tea Break. Hello, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for fitting me into your busy schedule. I'm absolutely thrilled to have such an established local business come on to the Retail Tea Break. Oh, the pleasure's all ours. Oh, you're very good. Well, listen, before we kick off then, in the age-old tradition, in the time that it takes to boil a kettle, tell us about you and the business. Okay, well, our business, Phillips Menswear and Phillips Shoes, was established back in 1924, so almost a century ago. <laughs> and it was actually established by my grandmother, which is something I'm really proud of because it was way before women were girl power or even the phrase women breaking glass ceilings was even invented. So, um, so yeah, my grandmother, uh, along with her brother, set up the store Phillips. And it was a, at the time, it was a general draper store, so it sold everything from suits to um working gear to um general drapery and also had a bar in the background as well wow. so every sale was sealed with the sealed with the drink <laughs> so um, unfortunately that part of the business is gone now but <laughs> so yeah basically my grandmother then went on to have one child which was my mother and um she married my father and both of them uh, worked in the business and had a thriving business and a very good reputation and very well supported by local people. So from, from all around the local areas. So they, um, uh, th that business was thriving and uh, they went on to have 10 children. So um, things were very good for, 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 for a good while and happy days. Um, unfortunately, in, in 1982, my father died very young and um, he was 49, so way too young and left the business, uh, there was a 10 children uh, left to run the business so my eldest brother at the time would have been 19 and um, he was in college so it was my other brothers who were 17 16 15 all those ages that actually took over the realms took turns between going to school you know to school one day work the business the next day just tag teamed that way to um, keep their education going and to work in the business so literally you know hit the ground running you know that um, is so, incredible yeah. what an amazing achievement for the family to keep the business going and I'm sure it's such a tough time as well but I it, it just shows what an incredible family you have but also how strong the business is yeah well they I mean I, I mean all of my brothers really they did a fantastic job and they were so young I mean you know if you look at a 16 or 15 year old now 
it would be a big ask to run a business. And I think at the time you're just thrown into it, so you don't think about the enormity of it. You just just get on with getting on, you know. So so it was a case of that. Um, but they were they were natural to it. They were born with it, and they were they're just brilliant. You're know, just genuinely interested in it, and brilliant with people, and cared about people, and it stood to them, you know, all this time. It's amazing. And it shows, and do you know what it shows? And I think that warmth and the natural kind of service you give. And I think the fact that you are very much rooted both in the family and in the community really shows. So that kind of gives us a whistle stop tour of the last hundred years. Um, I have to ask, what's the last couple of years been like? Because I presume you've seen massive changes. Yeah, I mean, basically, with the shop, our original shop was basically in, it, uh, like, like, like most families who lived in towns, the shop was underneath and then we lived behind it above the store. Um, then in 1992, shopping changed. So people want, instead of, traditionally people come in and they'd ask for something, whereas in the 90s, people wanted to come in and browse and have that space and, you know, be left to their own devices for a while and then maybe look for the service. So we moved our menswear into a, a big unit. We opened up a, a, a huge unit just lo lower down the street. It's about 3,000 square feet, so um, plenty of room to, to browse. And then we also did the same for our, our footwear. So um, both sectors were taking off really well. Um, a couple of years later, then we opened a second store in a another town in Mayo, Claire Morris. So, um, and that again is 3,200 square feet. So, so we went from one store to three physical stores. So, um, so yes, yeah, so that was amazing. Just um, getting new brands and um, stocking the stores and um, merchandising and all this new, you know, type of retailing was was taking off. You know, retail is always evolving, really. But that was a pretty exciting time, you know. That's amazing. So we've gone from one successful store to rapidly growing to this group of stores, mm -hmm. and obviously then splitting the business. So that happens, and then I presume really that started to happen because the local need was there like I presume a lot of your customers because at that stage you were still quite physical it was the local community it was the local community looking for the suits for things like the confirmations and the communions or the school shoes coming in what's that kind of warmth from the community meant to you over the years well, like local um, local shopping is is the backbone of our business. Like we wouldn't be here without it, and that's that's the bottom line. So it's um it's mutually beneficial. I mean, having people come into the store, um, chatting to them, um, from a financial point of view, it's obviously better because you've more chance of buying stuff in store than online. Um, you know, people come into store for a particular item, but perchance you might see something else, whereas online there's less chance of that. Um, but just purely from a holistic point of view, it's it's superb. It's that human interaction, meeting people. Like people need people at the end of the day. You know, um, lockdown definitely showed us that. And it's just um, that human interaction. It's it's what we love to do. And you know, like you're saying, with generational thing, it's like we have people that have come through that would have you know their grandparents would have come to us. Now they're coming to us for their wedding. They come to us for their communion suit. They come to us for their wedding suit. And the story goes on and on. So it's it's a fantastic, wonderful bubble to be in. You know, and it's it's um, great community spirit. Um, so yeah, it, it's 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 a pleasure for us to be part of the journey of people's journey. So many people's journeys. You know, good times and bad times and everything. You know, going for their first job interview and you know they come in, they get married and you know everything. So it's it's great to be part of that story. 
That sounds so, and you know, I never would have thought of that, Tracy, but that sounds so yeah. incredibly special. I can't imagine what it's like, you know, as a young boy going in for your first Holy Communion suit yeah. or your outfit, and actually there you might be 20 or 30 years later going in for your wedding suit. That's yeah, just amazing. gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic experience and it's just a great atmosphere. It's always a great buzz in store and a real, you know, homely, relaxed atmosphere. So it's, it's great to be part of it. You know, it's a pleasure to be part of it, you know, people's lives, you know, so it's an honor, really. And that kind of shop local and the fact that you obviously know so many of your customers so well, it's for me what differentiates it. Shopping locally in a local town like we have here in Mayo or going up, as we were talking about before we started recording, to Dublin or popping into a shop in Paris or London. There seems to be something really special about yeah. going into your local store. I mean, do you see that from the customer's perspective? Yeah. Absolutely, Melissa. Like, like I say, it's, it's mutually beneficial. Like for, for us, it, it's great for people coming into the store. Obviously, we wouldn't survive without it. Um, but for people as well, it's great to have these stores. Like, like at the end of the day, small businesses contribute a huge part to living in rural Ireland. And we wouldn't be able to live in rural Ireland without these businesses that are providing services or goods or employment. You know, to be able to go into your local pharmacy and talk to your pharmacist rather than having a video call with your pharmacist online or you know to be able to go into a coffee shop and you know perchance meet someone or even just seeing people and you know or going to try on something in a store to physically feel it and touch it and try it on and you know you're on about next day delivery or delivery being fast or next day delivery or drone delivery but when you go to a store you have it there and then you know so it's it doesn't get quicker than that you know but absolutely like small businesses um i'm completely in awe of anyone that opens up as any sort of a business in rural ireland or anywhere in Ireland for that matter, because you are contributing to the quality of life that we have here. And there's fantastic convenience to be able to be in your car and 10 minutes later you're, you know, in a village and you're trying on a suit or you're having a cup of coffee or you're speaking to your dentist or, you know, at your hairdressers. It's a great quality of life we have here. And businesses, you know, contribute a huge part towards the quality of life we have in Ireland. Definitely. It's certainly, and I suppose on a personal note, it's one of the reasons we we moved west six years ago, and you're certainly never getting rid of us at this stage, <laughs> because of that factor that actually I can pop to my nearest town, I can get free parking very easily, yeah. and then within moments I've been to the butcher or into the bank, you know, we're lucky enough to still have a bank here, I do my clothes shopping, I can buy a pair of shoes, I can see the chemist. And as you say, I could have a gorgeous lunch or dinner like we had last night, all within a few meters of each other. And I think my fear is that we've certainly seen some towns around Ireland that aren't as lucky as maybe we are here to have such a sense of community. Um, I suppose in that respect, what's it like keeping that alive? Because you're very much the heart of your community where you are. How, how do you do that from a business perspective? Well, you just have to always keep your customer number one, you know, like, like we're in the retail business, but I, I always think of us more in the terms of being in the service industry, like we're there to serve yeah. at the end of the day, like you can buy a suit online, you, know, you can take out your phone out of your pocket and you can get any shoe or any suit anywhere in the world and deliver to your door. So, you know, you have to um, look after people and, you know, take care of them, be genuinely interested in them. And I think if you look after your customers and you're genuine, and you know, genuinely, they can see you genuinely care about them, and you have their best interest at heart. Then it you know keeps both town and communities alive. You know, so, so it's yeah. the 
it's the biggest USP, as you say, here to serve. I love that. And I think it's really genuine when you go to an independent, wherever it is in the country, you know, there is, there's a general need for you to keep your doors open by doing the best by the customer. And I think that really shows it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. So you mentioned the online there, and I'd love to talk about, I suppose, the positive aspect of online, because a lot of your physical shoppers would be local or they might be traveling from one of the neighboring towns. But online, how has the shop local from an all island perspective benefited you? Sorry, can you say that again, Melissa? The shop local from an online perspective, I suppose, has it just been customers that are shopping online from the nearest towns or has it gone throughout Ireland for the online shopping with your e-commerce sites? Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a, a mixed bag. I would say it, it, more so I'd say it's people from further afield that would, that would shop online with us. It seems to be what happens is when people come into our store, let's you say you come in for an outfit, and people get styled and size and they'll go out and they'll know what their size and fit is, be it in the Phillips shoes or Phillips menswear. And then when they go home, then they think, actually, I wouldn't mind another pair of those or those shoes were nice and I wish I got the other color. And then they will come back and they'll buy with confidence online because they know what you know, size and style fits them. Um, but from the same point of view, we have people who've never heard of Phillips shoes and Phillips menswear shopping online basically because we have what they need. So if they go into Google and they Google Remus Uomo or the Google Gabor or Clark's or Wonder Shoes and we have what they want in their size, they're just going to order it and they get it delivered to the door next, next day. It's like you're saying, if you're living, if you imagine, you know, the lady living in Dublin and, you know, she's thinking, right, I got to go to town, pack the two kids in the car, park, you know. It's hard work. Um, it, it takes the fun out of shopping, you know, where you can just go online, um, order Philips shoes.ie and you have them at your door the next day, you know, so it does take a lot of hassle out of shopping. So, so yeah, we definitely, we have customers ranging from Ackle to Australia and wow. it's, it's fantastic. A, a lot of those well of the um, Irish diaspora abroad are fantastic supporters as well. And it's a thing we never thought about really with online is that especially it was, I think it was the day before Father's Day actually, I went on the, the website and there was 10 orders from all from Canada and Australia. I thought, what's going on here? This is, uh, I, I don't know how much we had worked out. Our website was only about three months old at the time. And I was thinking, delivery to Australia, we worked that one out. <laughs> but I realized it was actually people who were in Australia and they were ordering gifts for their family at home. And obviously the delivery address was to their, their, their dad or their brother in, in Ireland. So, that is incredible. I, I, you know what? Genuinely, now that's a new one yeah. for me. That is such a we brilliant didn't, story. Yeah. We didn't even like um, think of that. You know, when we were setting up the online business, it was just a really nice bonus. But I mean, and then when you think about it, it's like actually, yeah, that makes sense because you can be in a cafe in Melbourne, take out your phone. Um, order a shirt for your brother and we we also have the facility where we'll, we'll, we'll do a handwritten card and write what you want in it etc and then we'll deliver it to them so they'll get it within 24 hours it saves you you know the hassle of going to melbourne and if it doesn't fit your brother in mail you have to send it back to melbourne if you returned or you know um you know just the hassle of it you know you can be in your cafe in melbourne order a gift for your brother and he has it in mail in 24 hours, you know. So. How easy and convenient wow. is that? And you're not worried that it's going to get lost somewhere. You're not worried about customs charges. Yeah, exactly. And also, I suppose it comes down to the fact that there's a trust factor because you've been in business so long. You know your customers. You have the best of brands, whether it's in the menswear or the ladies and men's shoes, yeah. that 
people literally trust you from all over the world now to get it right to look after the customer and as you say even if that customer might need an extra size if they pop back in the store or they give you a buzz you sort them out no problem I, there's something really powerful about that yeah. like as you said if there's any problem there's no problem you know wow there's, there's nothing that can't be sorted out you know so there's you just try to take the hassle out of shopping for people you know and make it you know shopping is supposed to be fun enjoyable you know like i said you can take out your phone and shop anywhere in the world you know um and get what you want so you know we're there for it we have to have a different come in a different angle where we're there to just look after people and you know why wouldn't you and you do it so well. So Kamira, it makes me ask, I have to talk about um, the little clip from during the pandemic where you were seen delivering, hand delivering these shoes for people to try on, to buy during the pandemic for people that obviously couldn't get into you. It's again, you going the extra mile. It's something that must be literally in the blood of the business, Tracy. Yeah, well, to be honest, it was actually something that, that we used to do years ago. You know, you'd, you'd bring things out to people if they couldn't get in or local people. Wow. Give them a few to try on because you'd know people, at, you know, in the early days, you would know every single customer and their family. And so, you know, you know, they're fine. Give them a couple of shirts or suits to try or a couple of shoes and they'll bring them in a few days, you know. So, so that was a thing that was done years ago. But like I said, in the 90s and the noughties, shopping completely changed and, and that, that's kind of a thing of the past now. But it was basically, you know, like I was saying in the clip, you know, when lockdown happened and it was, you know, for everybody, it was a shock. And, you know, like I said, we literally thought lockdown had us knocked down. We thought this is it. This is the end of the journey. This is the end of the road. But uh, what happened was literally but two days into lockdown, a local uh, business rang my brother and said, you know, we're we're on our feet. We're really, you know, we're we're really tired. Our feet are killing us. You know, we're kind of known to have good brands. So she rang my brother and said, you know, can you bring me out a pair of um, certain shoes in in a certain size? And my brother, being my brother, went, yeah. And he brought out, of course, you'd always bring up a size above and a size below because you know, right. different, yeah. you know, And he just thought actually she might like those two. So he brought out a selection basically um, for her. He filled the boot of the car, brought them out to her. And she came out and got her shoes and that was fine. And then another lady came over and said, actually, can I have a look in the booth there? <laughs> and it literally went like almost car booth sale. And it just kind of took off. They, they told their story to someone else. You know, like, uh, you know, the Phillips came, came out and did this for us. And they said, oh, you know, would they come to, to us? And we literally just went around. People were ringing us up then looking for from essential footwear and workwear to people who were looking also it evolved into people just wanted to gift you know they were saying you know my, it's my brother's birthday i haven't seen him in four months and um, you know his size you know him. can you drop some things to him and you know so yeah it really took off and it was literally you know like we say from the from the fishing room to the front door you know so it was it was just a it was great for us too because it just we went from thinking you know for 36 hours there this is it to we were absolutely flat out like we were so busy that there was some morning and then the online took off and then we focused on our online because we had the time to focus on online we had an online business um about three years before the the pandemic but it was just there the same way you have a phone or a fax it was just what everyone did we didn't put any effort into it um so during the pandemic we had that time to okay well, how does this actually work and how do you get people to your website and basically um that, that took off as well to the point you know some mornings it, we were actually working harder we were going in sometimes at six o'clock in the morning to pack orders to have them out in time for the delivery you know and people were just living on their packages because it was like everyone was at home and it was like christmas every day, day during yeah, the pandemic exactly. yeah yeah <laughs>
that's that's incredible so not only did the physical store I suppose not only just keep ticking over but you were super busy but it's lovely to hear that you were very lucky you know you were a savvy business anyway no wonder you've lasted the 100 years that you had two strong e-commerce sites before the pandemic but as you say it they grew and grew during the pandemic because you worked with them and I suppose what I'm hearing from you is that you didn't just then treat them like an extension of the phone that you actually started to run your e-commerce sites like physical stores like separate entities that you had to put the work and the time into yeah exactly it, it is like like when like so we first got the website it was just there and we just thought you know people would browse or land on your website but then we, we had to really school up on that because it's not something it's completely new to us it's a completely different language you know and we knew nothing about it to be honest so um so that was a huge learning curve um quite time consuming but very interesting and and very exciting as well you know so so yeah it was any tips then in that respect I suppose from from the bad days maybe or the times that things didn't work online any tips for kind of a retailer out there that might be newly developing a website I know there's still plenty out there that don't have one or even someone struggling right now to kind of cope with understanding the e-commerce side of the business any yeah. tips I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head there the first thing I would say to someone is you need to understand it like it's it's like, you know, it's very difficult because especially for from from independent retailers and any SMEs, you know, you have to wear so many hats. So it's it's very tempting to just say to someone, you take over the e-commerce side, you, you do all of that. But you really need to be on top of it yourself because it is your business and it's how you're portrayed, you know, uh, virtually. So you need to be your personality and um, your brand needs to shine through all the time. So, you know, so whether even if you do, you know, if you're lucky enough to have enough money to outsource all that side of the business, then I think you still need to understand it so that you can understand, you know, how it works when you're having your monthly call with your marketeer and marketing company and that you can, you know, you know, the right questions to ask them. So even though it is tedious and it is time consuming, you do need to understand at least the basics of online e-tailing and social media and how it all works. Um, really you know because when you really. uh, anything else you'd say to people anything else that I suppose you've you've learned the hard way or even successes that you've had that you've noticed yeah. over the last couple of years the thing is with there's a lot of talk about you know especially now the, the Leo were giving the local enterprise office were giving out lots of grants and there was this kind of idea or oh, get online and yeah. everything will be fine and like online is, you know, we've been very successful online and we're very grateful for online. And when you're sitting, you know, having a cup of coffee and the phone bings and it's an order coming online, that'll never get old. You know, you always do a little happy dance in your head when that happens, you know. But it is hard work. And, you know, when you have a website, it's that's one step of the thing is getting a website. The second step is getting people to your website. So like owning a website is, there's so many websites out there on www. It's like, it's like pointing to a field and saying, I own one blade of grass in that field. Yeah, that's a you really know? good analogy. That's so true. How do you get people to, to notice your little blade of grass, you know? So that's why I'm saying it's really important to educate yourself on the, all the marketing, the funnel, how it works, you know, the awareness and how you drive it down to sales. Um, you know, and just also, you know, I would also be, be careful with, you know, if you do get like a lot of companies who come along and they would, you know, very tempting, dangle very tempting carrots in front of you and say about, you know, we can get your sales to, you know, such a level and that. But at the end of the day, online comes down to, to the figures and you really have to finesse your figures. Otherwise, you can be very busy online, but not making any money and you're just a busy fool, you know, so 
um, you really need to understand, you know, if it's tempting all these different people come to you and say, you know, get, get this plugin on your website and, you know, everything will take off, you know, but by the time you pay, say your um, marketing company, you pay for your, your ad advertising, you pay your trust pilot, you pay your web uh, domain, you pay your web host, there's very little profit out of, you know, um, the items that we sell like footwear and clothing to, to, you know, pay all these people. So you really have to finesse your figures and you know um you know as and be careful who you do employ to do that for you it's a really important thing it's worth waiting for the right person you know i would a hundred percent agree with that advice i think that's that's really genuine and also really important advice tracy there to you have to know your econ business as well as you know your physical stories you're saying figures are definitely important it's the analytics it's watching the figures as you said before we started recording it's keeping an eye on what's coming in and what's going out but also 100% trusting the person who looks after any of these areas, just like you would trust a member of staff that works for you every day, is vital because they're still meeting your customer, even though they're not meeting them face to face. Anyone you invite in to work for your business represents you. So really, really, really good advice there that I think is so important in today's world of retail. Yeah, exactly. And if you, you know, spent a long time building up your reputation, you know, and, and, you know, ideally you'd have your e-commerce site as close as possible to the in-store experience as possible. But, um, you know, it is hard work. It is time consuming. But if you're going to do it, you need to do it right, you know, and have, um, you know, finesse your figures and, you know, be upskill yourself and educate yourself on how it all works, you know, so that you can know to ask the right questions if you do, you know, outsource it to someone else to do it. Brilliant. Really well said. So look, as we finish up and I tell you, we could definitely talk for hours. What's coming up? And I don't even want to say six months like I normally do. What's coming up for the next hundred years for the businesses, Tracy? <laughs> A lot of Botox, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we're it's, since things have reopened in the last few weeks, it, it is phenomenally busy. It, it's like everyone has gone and tried on their suit and realized the style has changed or you know, so it doesn't fit yeah it's, it's bizarre you know um but you know when those but yeah it's absolutely fantastically busy in store at the moment so we're just basically we have a lot of um a lot of uh, we're doing some renovations in the store that's we want to get that done as well because when you reopen after two years everything looks tired and you have to keep things fresh so um we're just a few renovations we're trying to get done and also going to some trade fairs, hopefully to get out there. And, um, you know, so we're, we're very um, big on sourcing Irish brands because we, we think Irish brands, they, you know, we've, we're quite lucky at the moment with a few very good Irish brands and they're made, designed by people here in the West of Ireland. Wow, just that's so, so well important. They, they're designed by Irish men for Irish men. So they, they just, so we're just keen to get more Irish brands like that. They're, they're brilliant, you know. So if, lots of trade fairs coming up at the moment. So, um, and a few internationally as well. So. So yeah, so that'll be exciting to get on a plane. I forgot not to get on a plane. <laughs> But yeah, so so that's looking forward to that. Yeah, exciting times ahead, and it's lovely to hear. Then not only are you such a strong advocate of shop local, but also buying Irish and and supporting Irish brands in the local area, which is is wonderful. It's so needed right now. Yeah, it's it's great, and it's it's unique as well because you know, like a lot of the brands are synonymous; they're everywhere. So you know, and it, they are the brands people come back for again and again because they just you know they go home. You always put on what's comfortable and what fits you. You know, so. So they are successful. So we're very lucky to have them, to be honest. I really admire the people that, that developed them. So they're doing a great job. How wonderful. Oh, Tracy, before I let you go, give us the two websites for the two shops again. So it's philipsshoes.ie and philipsmenswear.ie. 
fantastic guys definitely check them out it's it's an incredible story it's they're two incredible brands um and what an amazing family to have kept everything going so well for so long so look if you've enjoyed today's episode please subscribe to the retail tea break definitely check out Philips menswear and Philips uh, shoes online. And if you're in Mayo over the summer, please do pop in. I'm sure the teams would be delighted to see you. So till next time, Tracy, thank you so much for being on today's podcast episode. Thanks, Melissa. I really enjoyed it.